Welcome to episode number 47 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Monument. Monument is an online treatment platform for those looking to change their relationship with alcohol. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comment section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Mike, welcome to episode number 47 of Taking You to the Top. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Uh, Mike, so to get us started, if you could introduce yourself and maybe take us back from the beginning, you know, tell us where you're from, where your journey started, and how that journey led you to founding Monument. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in northern New Jersey, um, and I guess I always kind of had an interest in in entrepreneurship, although when I was younger, you know, I was buying and selling baseball cards and doing some night nightclub promotions and stuff like that. But really that was kind of a I guess a form of running running a business. And um, you know, as I as I graduated college, I moved into uh, being a founder uh, I guess uh, across several tech companies uh, over the past decade. And you know I think my current business uh, that I'm a co-founder of, Monument, it's probably the one I'm the most excited about uh, because it's very much a product of my own experience and kind of challenges um, with drinking and how I approach those challenges, how I came to terms with them, and then how I eventually went about making a change and uh, really took that experience, a very emotional, personal one, and have turned it into a technology platform that is really built to kind of help people right and and get people access to information and care that i believe they deserve that that certainly um helped me change my course uh towards being kind of a better person and and uh just a happier person sure and um is the model for monument more of a SaaS based model or how, how, are, how are clients benefiting when they, or how are they using your platform? Yeah, so, you know, we um, focus on people that want to change their relationship with alcohol. Um, okay. And, you know, our, our thought process in doing that was to build a brand, uh, a consumer brand that, you know, makes, I guess, gives the feeling of comfort and trust and inclusivity. So when people see the brand directly, you know, there, there is that level of interest in learning more, but also kind of that consumer branded feeling of, of being in a good place, right? So we do go direct to the consumer. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's how we've been 
um, acquiring members and building our community to date. Um, we are four months old, so a very new company growing quickly. But, um, you know, I do foresee that kind of being our strategy and, and then potentially, you know, a B2B uh, strategy down the line at some point. Sure. So actually, uh, what does Monument provide currently to customers? I mean, once they sign up, what's the first thing that they interact with or what do they do? Yeah, so there's two parts to our platform. Um, the very first part and the first part of the customer experience is our community. Um, and actually our, uh, our customers really we like to refer to as, as our members. Um, I I'm myself am a member. Um, and anyone can join our community totally for free um, mm -hmm. anywhere in the United States. And we aim to really provide a couple of things, uh, three core things through the community experience. Support being one of them, education and relationships. So, you know, helping uh, members really kind of get the support that they need either through a community forum or through therapist moderated support groups, you know, as they kind of think about making the change um, in, in their drinking patterns. Okay. I think secondly, on the education front, you know, putting out resources and, you know, actually some, you know, directly from clinicians and, and medical advisors. So members understand all the options out there for them if they are looking to change their relationship with alcohol. Um, and one thing we hear often is, you know, how do I know if I need to make a change? How do I know, you know, where I stand, you know, uh, versus others? So in the education piece, we do a lot of um, kind of, self-help or self-help tools or, or resources that will help people or members understand kind of where they where they are and mm -hmm. you know, get to that decision and then i think third you know something we're working on now that i think is probably the most important is the relationships piece so helping members connect to other members like them you know for me i was i was drinking once or twice a month like i wasn't typically i guess how society would think of an alcoholic um, I actually don't relate to being an alcoholic at all. I just think of myself as someone that, that wanted to stop drinking because, you know, when I did drink once or twice a month, I drank a lot every single time and uh, right. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So, you know, I, I for me, connecting with, with people and friends that had similar drinking patterns to myself and understanding that they made a change and then learning how they did it was very helpful in my process. And I wanna recreate that experience for our community members so they can connect to people like them um, and learn and, and kind of you know, uh, hear what's worked for those people and, and what they've done to make changes in their lives. And that's part of kind of the information that I think helped me kind of take the next step towards getting treatment. Okay, and in your platform, are you sort of dividing up groups in a certain way? So right now, our group feature is uh, really built around the therapist moderated support groups. Um, and those groups are very specific. Uh, there's a men's group, there's a women's group, there's an LGBTQ group, uh, there's a group for people with anxiety during quarantine. And each group has eight to 10 different uh, openings and, and it's all, um, video chat, group video chat based, but the default is uh, not to be on video. So you have the option to be on video or not, it's, it's anonymous. And the therapist that oversees each group is really um, a therapist that 
has an understanding or is directly connected to that group itself. Um, and those are totally free, right? And, and we've seen such an uptick in, in attendance in those groups since we've launched. And you know, we see a lot of uh, members coming back week over week to the same groups. So it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, we'll head towards kind of enabling or building a similar type of experience, but allowing members to lead their own groups, right? And that's where, where we'll get into kind of the relationship piece of connecting members to members and helping them connect on the platform as well. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, because, I mean, the reason I asked this question is because yeah. let's say you have someone who is an alcoholic and someone who drinks once or twice a month and let's say they're both men. So if, if you were to bundle them both into one group as men, maybe one needs different help than the other. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. So the, so the therapist moderated support groups are built very much around support. Um, you know, uh, people just kind of supporting each other. Right. So uh, we are able to have, you know, a little bit more of a diverse uh, group of drinking kind of patterns. I think when we think about, you know, the member led groups, that's where it's really important to ensure that, you know, the cohorts are very much the same around, you know, the type of, uh, relationship that someone has with alcohol. So for me, I, again, if I'm in a member led group or I'm hosting a group, I'd want to host a group with, with other people, you know, men or women that are drinking kind of once or twice a month. Right. Uh, right. So that's how we think about the member led group side, which is something that we're, we're currently, um, building, uh, not, not yet available. Okay. Uh, well, I guess the next question, the important one for me, is to understand if there's a revenue model embedded in your platform or is it currently totally free? So yes, there's, so that brings me to the second part of our platform, which are our treatment plans. So okay. uh, the community is, is absolutely free, you know, and, and we'll continue to invest in, in building that community, uh, which I believe is the most important part of our platform. But from there uh, across now 10 states, uh, community members can join treatment plans and those plans include access to licensed physicians and licensed therapists who have experience with both um, addiction uh, medication as it relates to alcohol use and also uh, CBT focused therapy you know, and very targeted at uh, mental health issues that may arise when somebody does change their drinking patterns um, and those are called comorbidities. Right. So the therapy is is not chat or talk therapy. Um, it is really meant to kind of identify those behaviors that may occur after somebody stops drinking or starts to moderate their drinking mm -hmm. and work on the tools to manage them and eventually live seamlessly with them or, or wipe them out entirely. So we think about it as a year or so. Um, right. Of a, of a therapy plan and not something that would essentially need to be there for life okay got it and what does uh, your company's team size look like today i believe we're currently 16 or 17 employees um i'd say it's definitely the most talented passionate incredible group of people i've ever worked with in my life and uh you know very fortunate to uh, have the situation uh, to be able to work with with people like 
the Monument team. I mean, it's just next level talent right. and, you know, um, I guess, you know, great sense of humor across the board, amazing culture. And, and I think it shines through even, even though we are in a remote working capacity right now, it still comes through so strong, um, not even being in an office. So it's been really special. It's a special group. Sure. And these uh, 16 team members, um, how, how are they split up in terms of uh, which core areas are they covering? So really have, um, you know, covered all the key areas uh, you would think about when launching a new tech startup. So product and, and technology, um, design specifically focused on product design, and, and one end, then we have marketing uh, split across really performance and growth on one end, and then brand and content on the other end. And then on the other side of the house, we have um, really a strong operations team, you know, clinical team that focuses on you know, developing treatment plans, um, care pathways, uh, sourcing, onboarding, vetting clinicians. Um, ensuring that our doctors and therapists have a great experience on our platform, um, just like you know we want our members to as well. Mm-hmm. And then more on the GNA side, finance, uh, you know, uh, human resources, and, and myself and, and my two co-founders as well. All right, got it. Um, and is the company bootstrapped, or have you raised capital? No, we, we are venture funded. Um, I had raised venture funding from my prior company called PaintZen. It was a marketplace uh, for booking a paint contractor to have your home painted. And also for okay. choosing paint color and buying paint. And we were acquired in early 2018. And uh, when, I, when I finished my earnout uh, at the acquirer, I started Monument and am now working with that same group of investors uh, who uh, led our, our seed round um, in venture funding. So very close relationships with, with that group of investors who are probably the most incredible, you know, involved investor group, you know, I've, I've ever worked with. So. Okay. Uh, and just to clarify that seed round, that was 7.5 million. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, that was the total amount of, of capital in a uh, portion of it was, was with SVB um, as well, but uh, majority was equity funding. Okay. Um, out of curiosity, when you receive funding, uh, and now I'm speaking sort of in general, um, where is the first place you deploy that capital? Yeah. So, I mean, it's being deployed in, in multiple directions at once. I spend a lot of time thinking about use of funds. Right. So, you know, I actually, before I even put a fundraising deck together, I build a, a, a financial model. Because sure. that helps me think through kind of strategy of the business, use of funds, where we need to hire, right? So when that funding does come in, that financial plan's in place and we're just executing on it. So there's not like a first, first place to look. It's just really making sure I'm super buttoned up on the, on the financial side and the strategy before right. even having fundraising conversations. I mean, I guess what, what I'm trying to understand is, you know, you, you have the option of deploying it on development or on human resources or do yeah, you, I mean, you know we're anywhere we can kind of um use uh SaaS platforms so on the hr side right like there's some amazing kind of 
companies with, with platforms that, that help with HR. So that helps us minimize um, investment early on in, in kind of that department, right? Uh, as, I, as I think about where we'd initially spend, it's, it's really across like for a marketplace business, you know, three core areas, technology and product, you know, marketing and growth, and then really operations and, and building the supply side of the marketplace, right? Those things all need to work together and connect. Sure. And, right. you know, we have to kind of pick and choose where to invest within each of those sectors. But you know, those are the three key pieces to launching a marketplace as, as, far, as far as I kind of think about it. Okay. And are you able to share with us a range of where revenue looks like? Yeah, I've been um, pretty confidential about revenue, but I, I can talk about kind of the size of our member base, which okay. which be helpful. So we did launch in May, so just about four months ago, and our community has over 8,000 members currently, and we have, I believe, over 1,200 active plan members in medical treatment. So in four months, as far as number of um, people in treatment go, I believe it makes us one of the larger um, uh, kind of treatment companies out there in, in a quick period of time. So that's something we're, we're very, very excited about. That's 1,200 paying members, basically. Yeah, we call them, uh, we refer to them as plan members, um, but correct, okay. paying for, for treat, medical treatment. Well, I mean, hats off to you. I don't know how you managed to get 8,000 members in four months. That's phenomenal. A lot of hustle. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to your favorite marketing channel in a couple of minutes. But uh, before then, I wanted to know, actually, what was the process of getting your first customers, I mean, on day one, your first hundred customers, let's say? Yeah. So that's a great question, actually, because, you know, it was pretty unique how we did it, uh, especially for me personally. Sure. So I wrote a Medium article, um, obviously, with some, some assistance from a, a wonderful head of marketing, um, mm -hmm. far better writer than I am. But, but essentially, <laughs> I wanted to tell my story, right? I wanted to put out an, a, an article about myself and, and make it very personal about kind of my experience with, with drinking and how I went about making a change and kind of some of the dead ends I hit along the way. And my hope is that people would read the article and relate to it and then come and, and you know, join the community, you know, and learn more and then potentially join treatment plans if they felt that were right for them. And that was how we launched. And that's how we got our first members. Um, people that saw that article that, you know, said, oh, wow, like, I, I relate to this a lot, you know, and uh, I think that's like a big thing in how we need to build this brand. Like it needs to be relatable, it needs to be inclusive, and it needs to make people feel good about themselves for joining, you know, good that they're taking this very difficult emotional step to better their lives. Correct. And that article really went a long way in, in helping people get comfortable and feel comfortable with giving Monument a shot. Okay, and was that sort of, a, you told your story in the article, but was there a sort of a, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a call to action in the article. I'm, try, I'm trying to look at it from a more, from the marketing side. Yeah, so I, I, I don't recall exactly, but if there was a call to action, it was a light call to action. Um, you know, I think generally 
you know, my hope was that the the article would would resonate and hit a home and there would be a kind of an organic kind of gravitation from the article to checking out the company and we distributed it or i distributed it through social channels uh-huh. um, okay and you know a lot of people shared it through social channels and that's how you know it started to get in front of a lot of different viewers well since we're on social channels what's your favorite uh social channel or the most powerful one for you um so instagram i i, I think is is certainly the most powerful um you know we've had a lot of success you know uh through instagram to date and are, are constantly um improving and getting better um you know as far as kind of overall marketing channels are concerned though especially for kind of an early stage company mm-hmm. i always think about partnerships as as a great way to grow the company out of the gates especially if you're bootstrapping uh because sure. a good partnership you know beneficial on both sides can yield so much growth um at no cost uh so you know we always have a strong focus on key partnerships when launching a company and and try to identify key partners before we do launch so we can reach out at the time we do uh and these partners are they more for the the marketing side of things or partnerships in the company itself no on the marketing side okay <clears throat> excuse me on the marketing side of things you know um you know who are our, our customers where are they right and mm-hmm. thinking about um the partners you know that also kind of are, are speaking to the same customer base we we would want to speak to and thinking about you know a, a partnership that would create value you know for those people and for our company and that company okay. and then approaching the partnership and and hopefully that we can add some value and and on the flip side you know people you know on the other side of the partnership are hearing about us and and checking out monument absolutely and uh, did that sort of works on a rev share basis the partnership no you know the best the i mean we don't do much rev share at all i actually don't even think we can can do it in in this space in the healthcare right. space due to some of the laws but you know it's really a value added partnership okay. right there needs to be equal value exchanged on both sides for a great partnership to work so sure. that's how we think about it okay um i wanted to ask uh how important is your website in generating new customers or new members to join your site i mean it's incredibly important you know from brand to product experience to you know the ui ux of the site messaging sure. and copy everything okay. makes such a huge difference so you know if there's thousands of people visiting the site you know that brand needs to resonate and the user experience needs to be intuitive and there needs to be education and trust built along the way for for a member to kind of join and then you know start engaging with the product so you know we spend so much time trying to understand how to improve that product experience mm-hmm. and trying to understand what members really want and kind of building around their needs uh, to always you know m- create a better experience okay and are you investing any time in seo or ppc yeah so right now on the performance side i believe mostly uh we're running through facebook uh on the paid social uh uh-huh. seo we're just kicking off seo efforts now so like i mentioned we are we are a pretty young company and sure. there's a lot of kind of marketing initiatives we'll need to focus on that we haven't yet seo being one of them 
So uh, we are starting to now kick those initiatives off with a partner that I've worked with in the past who's, who's phenomenal. Because uh, I'm, I'm actually looking at your keywords at the moment. And I found that, yes, there is evidence of SEO. And I also noticed that you have three keywords which are generating incredible volume. 2,000 searches a month for Monument Health. Wow. So I guess we're um, doing good on the SEO side. Well, the, well, unfortunately, these top three, the position is not yet so good, but I'm sure that as soon as you start working on these top three keywords, you should see some huge numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident, you know, with, with the SEO partner that we have and, you know, the internal team working together. We're sure. going to see a, a really nice lift from SEO. You know, it does take, as you know, some time to, to, to get really moving. But, you know, as a long-term strategy, it's super important. Right. Absolutely. Well, uh, Mike, uh, if you don't mind, we'll wrap up with the famous five. Let's do it. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? So actually, that was a question I, I was thinking about. I'm not like, I, I'm more into kind of like, talking to people and doing and learning that way rather than books. So I don't really have a standout book. I, I do like to listen to books over read them, but I would say like I've, I've just had far better experiences kind of meeting people in person and talking to them and hearing about their experiences or, or trying things myself than I have through, through reading. All right. Uh, okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? You know, there's not really um, one that I follow very closely. There's a startup founder who I've been trying to connect with um, by the name of Nat Turner, um, you know, is, who built an amazing company um, in the cancer space. I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, okay. So when he launched Flatiron Health, and I believe he is a, a co-founder as well, that was obviously like a huge thing I always admired. And I know they've had a ton of success and have really done some incredible things for kind of data in, in, in that field and improving how the treatment plans are delivered. So, you know, I, I, I do somewhat follow him, but, but always think of him as, as kind of, you know, the, the kind of founder I'd like to be. Sure. So his name is Matt Turner? Nat, N-A-T. N-A-T, okay. Nat Turner. I've never spoken to him or, or, or anything, but, uh, you know, hopefully he listens and hears it. Well, you never know exactly. <laughs> and the name of the company is Flatiron Health? Correct. That was the name of, of the company. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, number three, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? Yeah, I mean, I love Instagram, right? Like, okay. I, I think that that's such a powerful tool for kind of growing and building community, um, which is really important to our company. And, sure. you know, I think by far kind of the best platform, you know, or the one that, uh, that I see the most potential in. Sure. Okay. Number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, uh, one piece. It would be a whole <laughs> lot of advice. Honestly, there's not much I'd change. I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, but, um, you know, I, I've learned from all of them. And I think maybe the one piece of advice would be just not to be so hard on myself. You know, I always used to kind of, in my mind, beat myself up or stress or, you know, and, and not to say I don't anymore, but, 
you know, uh, I think right now my mentality is more around kind of problem solving and thinking through things and kind of the mentality of like, okay, every, every problem does have some solution. It might sure. not be the one exactly that I want, but it does. And, you know, my 20 year old self would, would have a lot of anxiety over, over problems that might not have been so big, you know, in, in looking back on things. So sure, uh, sure. that would be it. Great. Uh, and the final question is how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Not as many as I should. Um, I could tell you when I'm, when I'm sleeping eight hours, I'm the most productive the next day. So that's my target. Um, but, you know, but in reality, always get there. In reality, like you know, seven on average, you know, maybe, maybe falling an hour short. You know, sometimes I'll get the full eight, you know, uh, sometimes a bit less, unfortunately. But, you know, I would say like seven hours a night. Well, I guess that's still uh, not, not so bad. It's not horrible. It's right. funny. I'll notice the difference in the one hour. Like, sure, sure. I agree with that. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to your story and learning from you. And, you know, I hope that maybe a year down the line when, you know, you've had enough time to see how things are changing for the company, uh, we could have a follow-up call to see what's happening. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for doing what you're doing. I think it's phenomenal that you, you spent your time having these interviews and learning and helping others learn and, and giving you know people like me the opportunity to tell my story. So I appreciate it. No, no. Thank you so much. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.